0: Hello friends, today we will be talking about boundaries, so stay tuned and listen, unless you have a boundary that precludes you from doing so. Hi friends, this is Bethany Jennings, and you're listening to We Should Talk. It's a podcast where we talk about anything and everything to encourage, equip, and empower you to be a decent human. Let's talk. So let's have the conversation about boundaries. It has become quite a popular term. You need to have boundaries. You need to set boundaries. You need to, I agree, there need to be healthy boundaries. Uh, Unfortunately, healthy as a term, uh, it's not very clearly defined. You know, it's not the same for everybody. Certainly not the same for every situation, um, you know, a person who um, whose parents were physically abusive need a different kind of boundary <laughs> than a person whose mother can just be messy, right? Uh, um, so there needs to be an understanding that healthy, quote unquote, is subjective. However... There are some things that are not subjective, and they are very, objectively speaking, are unhealthy, no matter the circumstance. So, you have to come into it with an understanding that every situation is different, but there are some things that are still unhealthy. So, why do we need boundaries to begin with? What, what urges us to set Boundaries. Usually we need to set boundaries when we feel like our, um, our peace is in danger. When we feel like our specific family unit, not extended family as an adult, not parents, siblings, whatever, but boundaries, uh, like when you're an adult, um, and you have a spouse and or children in your family unit, um, when when their peace is in danger, when the health of your home is in danger, uh, uh, boundaries, uh, when you um, are experiencing anxiety or you're experiencing uh, emotional change due to someone else's behavior consistently, when someone else's behavior is dictating the atmosphere of your home. So um, boundaries, that's usually why we feel the need to create them. But, boundaries are not always healthy. And I know that's controversial, (laughs) but it's still the truth. Um, Boundaries are not always healthy. Some of the best boundaries are prison walls. And we can be so consumed with setting boundaries to protect ourselves that we end up imprisoning ourselves. And it's not healthy. And you are still allowing the person or persons about whom or from whom you are setting the boundaries to be in control of your life if you don't set boundaries in a healthy way. Think about that. That person is still dictating where you do and don't go because you have quote-unquote boundaries. That person is dictating your attitude, your freedom of movement, your freedom of expression, your freedom of whatever, because you have quote-unquote boundaries. And our boundaries become prison walls because we allow the person from whom we are trying to protect ourselves to roam free while we box ourselves in. So, the question is, how do we Set healthy boundaries. Well, healthy boundaries can look like you valuing your own opinion. And that has nothing to do with whether someone else does or not. That's about you. Do you value your own opinion? Uh, It looks like you respecting limits set by you or someone else it looks like you not compromising your own values for someone else's. All of this has to do with you. It hasn't, doesn't have anything to do with someone else. It has to do with you. A healthy boundary looks like you sharing information appropriately and not being a tailbearer, as scripture calls it, or being messy, as society calls it. It looks like you effectively communicating your needs and wants. Healthy boundaries look like you accepting a no from others. It looks like you being able to say no. That's a boundary you would need to set for yourself. I need to say no, not because that other person is evil or malicious or trying to hurt me or trying to steal my time, but I need to be able to say no and me not feel guilty for saying it Again, That doesn't have to do with somebody else. That has to do with you. And it looks like you being able to identify when the boundary you have set has been broken and not making excuses for when you break it, but being belligerent when someone else breaks it. Those are healthy boundaries. So. How do we set these healthy boundaries? And we'll come back to the idea of healthy versus unhealthy so we can kind of recognize it. How do we set these boundaries? Well, first of all, it takes time for you to really understand what you need. And it takes time for you to really understand how difficult it can be. Because boundaries don't have to do with the other person. The boundaries should have something to do with you and how you behave and how you react and how you... We all are all about, I'm setting boundaries and they have to respect it. No, you're setting boundaries, whether they respect it or not, you have to respect yourself enough to hold the boundary and do so as a Christian. So it can be tough. And once you set the boundary, it it, will be difficult, it may be difficult for you to really hold that boundary. So number one. The first thing you have to do when you're setting a boundary is identify which behaviors you are going to deem as acceptable and which of those behaviors are becoming dangerous to your family unit or to your own mental health, your own physical health. Then you need to clearly communicate those boundaries with others. Here's the thing. You're not going to... You're not going... (laughs) People around you and in your life are not just going to magically understand that you have boundaries. It's like, oh, in her own personal time, she decided about these boundaries and I just somehow know them. No, you have to communicate them. And you don't have to communicate them in a mean way. Effective communication is not aggressive communication. There is a difference. You need to communicate them and you can say no in certain areas without being aggressive. But still being assertive. And with that being said. You can choose to explain yourself. About why you won't go to someone else's house. With you know. Being nice. Or you cannot explain yourself. If you're a full grown adult. You don't have to explain yourself. Right? Like no. <clears throat> Just because I go to church with someone. Who is currently being a hypocrite. I mean, where else are you going to find hypocrites but in the church? You know what I mean? <clears throat> you don't find a hypocrite on a bar stool. You don't find a hypocrite in the club. They're just out and out doing what they're doing. If you're going to be a hypocrite, you're going to be in the church. That's just how that cookie crumbles. <clears throat> so a hypocrite being in the church should not stop you from going to church. That's unhealthy. But someone being a hypocrite or someone running their mouth about you While it should not stop you from going to your church, should make you second guess whether or not you should go to that person's home. That's a healthy boundary. You not going to church because of something a human in the church said is not you punishing the human. That's you punishing yourself because you're not able to go to a church where God has positioned you for a purpose. That's, That's an example of an unhealthy boundary. But you can, if someone invites you to their house or if someone says, hey, we're all going over to so-and-so's house, you, you should stop by. You can say, no, I'm not going to be able to do it. And you don't have to say anything else. If you want to explain further, whatever. I don't suggest it in that specific scenario because then you become a gossip and you become a talebearer and you become, right? And that could affect your Christianity. So when you're setting this boundary and you're communicating it effectively, You can be assertive without being aggressive, and you can communicate it effectively by explaining yourself or not explaining yourself. That's your choice. And the third step of it, you identify with the behaviors that you're comfortable with, and you deem acceptable. You communicate those boundaries when the time comes. And the third thing is you decide what to do. If someone breaks those boundaries after you have communicated, don't just, again, don't just set this boundary and be like, I can't believe you violated my boundaries that they knew nothing about. And then you ruin a relationship for nothing. You don't even give the person a chance to respect your boundaries. So ahead of time, you decide what you're going to do if someone violates that boundary. Don't wait till you're in the moment and you're heated and your blood pressure's through the roof and you're angry and you feel vulnerable so you lash out. No, decide ahead of time what happens if someone breaks that boundary. And this might look like an uncomfortable conversation. It may look like taking a step back and letting that person do their thing. It may look like completely ending a relationship with a boyfriend, girlfriend, family member, friend, whatever, who violates the boundary that you have already clearly set. Again, this does not mean you get to do this without communicating what that boundary is first. So, what are you going to do? Decide beforehand. For example, telling someone, please, please don't do that. Please don't, please don't take food from my plate like that. Please, like, if, please don't tell me what I should and shouldn't eat. Please don't put your hands on my child. Please don't talk about my husband in that way. I've had to do it before. You would not believe how bold some of these females are. I've had to say, do not speak of my husband in that way again. You have your own. And you want to know what happened? That specific person did not talk about my husband that way again. Another example, letting them know I'm not comfortable with this when they invite you to that person's house who you know has been messy, who you know has been talking about ministry, who you know is sowing discord in the church, who you know is just looking for something to gossip about, you can say, no, I'm not really comfortable going over there. And you can you don't have to explain any further if you don't want. Or I just need some time alone when I get home, right? So if you're If you're, you're going through some emotional stuff, it's not to, I'm not saying completely isolate yourself from your spouse because that is, that person's put in your life to help you, right? But if you're going through something that you need to work through on your own, you need to pray about it, you need to study about it, you need to, or even if you are having a disagreement with your spouse, you can say when you get home, say, look, here's I think sometimes we think we have to fight, 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 fight. You can disagree and not be. Throwing hands or throwing verbal abuse around. (laughs) You can look at yourself and say, I just need some time alone when I get home. I need to process things. I need to think about stuff. You can say that. That's legal. Believe it or not. Or it can be, you know, I want you to tell me how you're feeling, but it's not okay for you to yell at me. Or I want you to tell me, I want you to be able to come to me when you're upset about something but I'd really rather you not talk about my mother that way. I'd really rather you not talk about my spouse that way. I'd really rather you not talk about my leadership that way. Or, hey, I'd like to hang out this weekend, but I I don't want to blah, 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 blah. Right? For, you know, especially people who are in the church and living a Christian lifestyle and you have family who lives a different kind of lifestyle... You can say, listen, I want to come hang out with family this week, but I really don't want my kids to be around alcohol or smoking. So if you could not do that while we're there, that'd be really great. And if you do, that's fine because it's your house, but we'll just leave. That is effectively holding your boundary. And expressing what you think your boundary should be. So, let's look at some examples of a healthy boundary. Appropriate trust is a good boundary. Um, staying focused on your own growth and recovery is a healthy boundary. Right? You ha- Sometimes you have to set boundaries for yourself. Like, I'm not going to get all invested in that person's issues when I need to work on my own. Right? Putting a new acquaintance on hold until you fully understand your compatibility. That's Okay. I think sometimes we get so hungry for fellowship or we get so hungry for communion or we get so hungry for companionship that we will just jump headlong into a relationship with a friend or a romantic interest and we do not pause and actually check our compatibility. You can exist in the kingdom together and not be fully compatible, but you are not going to exist in a marriage and not have some level of compatibility. Um... Another healthy boundary is maybe asking a person not to touch you. Some people, their love language is touch. Some people, their upbringing, touch was not an issue. But if you are uncomfortable with a certain kind of touch, you can communicate that, right? That's okay. You can tell the person, hey, look, I'd rather you not touch the small of my back. It makes me uncomfortable. It gives me the ibbies, right? Hey, listen, I can't hug right now. I just am not, I can't hug. I just need some space. Right? That's okay to say. Um, Setting your own boundaries can look like respecting others and not taking advantage of their generosity. No, I will not accept family loans because that makes things messy. No, I will not rent from so-and-so. No, I will not do business with so-and-so because I value our friendship More than I value a discount. That's a boundary. It's not just about telling other people what they can and can't do. It's about telling yourself what you can and can't do. And that's okay. It's okay for you to parent your child as you see fit. And not parent as you were parented. That's okay too. Saying no to things you don't want. Saying no, thank you to the food. Saying no, thank you to the gift. No, thank you to the hug. No, thank. I don't force Onyx to hug people. I don't force Onyx to high five people. I don't, because I want him to know if you're uncomfortable, it's okay to not follow through with whatever's making you uncomfortable. And I teach him to do it in a nice way. Say, no, thank you. That's all you have to do. Say. And it happens all the time, all the time. And I don't, people aren't being malicious about it. You know, if it's a creeper, I try not to even let my kid go around them. But especially if it's a stranger, like, give me a hug, sweetheart. Give me a high five. And Onyx just kind of stares at him. I say, you could tell him no thank you. We're not ugly at all. We just move on with the with the conversation. We don't dwell on it and let him get uncomfortable. So those are some times of healthy boundaries. A sign of unhealthy boundaries is telling everybody your business. You have no boundaries for yourself. An unhealthy boundary, like it or not, is not trusting anybody because you've imprisoned yourself there. Not noticing when someone else displays inappropriate boundaries is not a healthy boundary. Talking about intimate issues and a first meeting with someone, talking about your marriage issues, talking about the intricacies of your family dynamic with your mother or your abuse from your uncle or your, on a first meeting, trust me, I like deep conversation. But there are some things that are not appropriate for a first meeting. Not everybody needs to know all your business. So that's not a healthy boundary. It's not. Accepting things that you don't want, not a healthy boundary. Believing that others can anticipate your needs without you communicating it is not healthy. Allowing someone to take as much as they can from you is not a healthy boundary. And again, it may not be one person that is bleeding you drive all your energy but you have to respect your own boundaries and limit yourself to say i can only talk to 3 people as a as a pastor's family oh my word it's so tough it's so tough i can only talk i can only do 3 counseling sessions today that's all i can manage it's 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 an unhealthy boundary to let others define what you are and you trying to live up to that that's not a good boundary it's, it's, it's not a good boundary. It's an unhealthy boundary like we were talking about before. Um, where you don't go to church or you don't go to certain parties or events or you don't participate in certain things because of something one person has done or something a group of people have done. That's not healthy. You are punishing God. You are punishing your own relationship with God. Because of something someone else did. Now you saying I'm not going to hang out with those people. That's okay. You saying I'm not going to so and so's house. That's okay. You saying I'm not telling them about my family business. That's okay. That's healthy. What's not healthy is you allowing that person to dictate where you will go. When you will go. And how you will act when you, when you get there. That's not healthy. That person is still in control of you. Now, when you have experienced abuse, when you have experienced trauma, when you have experienced repeated poor behavior from someone else, there is this paradox almost that scripture says you must forgive them, but scripture also says to guard your heart. So what am I supposed to do here? I think sometimes especially as uh as Christians and those steeped in believing the scripture steeped in um no, I don't want to say extremist that's not the word but those that those that want to follow scripture to the letter which is great um we think it's just one blank slate it's either you forgive them or you don't Yes, either you forgive or you don't, but forgiveness is not the equivalent of trust. I forgive them. I pray the Lord does not hold it to their account. I'm not going to hold it to their account, but I do not trust them with my emotions and well-being. I do not trust them with my children. I do not trust them with my business. I do not. That's okay. So when you forgive someone, that doesn't mean you tear down every boundary you've ever had. And just full-fledged let them back in your life. No. That's not at all what it means. Forgiving someone is saying, Father, I forgive them. Jesus, I forgive them. Don't hold it to their account because of me. I release them from that. And I release myself from that hurt. And then you can hold a healthy boundary and be a Christian towards them without letting them into your life completely. If you were abused by your parents as a child, you can forgive them without letting them fully and completely without any reservation into your child's life. That's entirely possible. You know, there have been some nickel (laughs) counselors out there that say, well, if you really forgive them, you should really let them back into your life all the way. I mean, how else are they going to know Jesus if you don't show it to them? I'm sorry, do what? No, absolutely not. They're going to know Jesus is in your life because you have the strength to stand up for yourself and you have the wherewithal to love your children as your heavenly father loves you they're going to know that your life has changed when you quit letting them control your life but again you can do so in a Christian way so it's entirely doable friends entirely doable There are different levels of boundaries. There's loose boundaries, healthy boundaries, rigid boundaries, that kind of stuff. Um, Maybe we can get into that at another time. I just want us to be aware that boundaries are great, but they can be prison walls. You are imprisoning yourself more than you're affecting the other person if you don't have healthy boundaries. Right? Right? Here's a quick guide, a quick, very quick guide for a healthy boundary. It is not my job to heal other people. It is my job to work on myself. It is not my job to please others at my own expense, but it is my job to listen to my body and my needs. It is not my job to make it work if the effort isn't mutual. But it is my job to respect myself and my time. It is not my job to continuously compromise my ethics and my morals. But it is my job to be true to what I know is right. To be my true authentic self and not change every time someone wants something to be different about you. It is not my job to tiptoe around everyone. It is my job to set healthy boundaries and protect my family unit that the Lord has given me to steward. It is not my job to anticipate your needs and magically know what you need without you communicating it. It is not my job to change everything about me if you don't like it. It is my job to leave a setting, if I'm not feeling valued, it is my job to leave a setting If my family needs protection from you, it is my job to say no to certain things. If it's not in alignment with what my family needs and in alignment with what the Lord has for me right now, that is my job. Here's the thing. We all set boundaries to quote unquote protect our peace, but we have such a peaceful existence that even the Lord cannot disturb us it's like no I can't say yes to one ministry any ministry because I have to protect my peace in my home okay maybe that's not the issue maybe the ministry isn't the issue maybe you and how you manage things and how you handle your emotions is the issue maybe you need to work on that so that you can contribute to the kingdom in some way Just like saying no is a boundary, saying yes is also a boundary. I will not let myself recluse. I will not uh, limit my child's exposure to the kingdom because I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be uncomfortable. And I'm going to blame it on protecting our peace when really I'm protecting my lethargy. And I know that's not a popular opinion right now in today's society, but it's reality. I've seen a lot of saints blame protecting their peace when really all they're doing is protecting their own laziness because they don't want to be bothered. Well, I got news for you. Jesus was real bothered when he was being beaten. He was real bothered when he offered himself up on Calvary. He was real bothered. No, he was not at peace in that time. He found peace, finally gave up the ghost, He was resurrected, but he was bothered. He was discontented for the sake of the kingdom. You have to find balance. You have to. Anyways, those are my thoughts on boundaries. And I know some of it was just, you know, (laughs) ramblings, but this is just kind of where I'm at right now. I 100% agree with forgiveness. Forgiveness. I agree with the fresh start, especially like at landmark times of the year, like New Year's or you know Christmas with the holiday with the holidays around or Mother's Day, whatever. Or those landmark times. I agree with forgiveness. I also agree with being realistic and not letting someone into your life full fledged. I agree with setting boundaries and protecting your home and intentionally living slow with your family. I do not agree. With you working on building your own castle and forgetting the kingdom work. Boundaries, people. Learn them. Respect them. Communicate them. Hold them. But recognize when they're healthy and when they're not. Well, that was fun. Uh, I'm glad you stuck around for the whole thing. And thank you for talking to me today y'all go like and follow and review and do all the podcast things that people do and um don't forget to be a good human